Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools on the internet. Import your team from Yahoo, create custom projections, have some do some trade analyzing, all sorts of crazy tools that will help you in your quest to win your league. Go to hashtag basketball.com. Check them out right now. I am your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me pretty regularly is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Uh, I would say once and never, but... You know, whatever works. Tyler, you it was close. Uh, you know, when you were down and out with the flu, I just I didn't know if you were if you were going to make it there. And uh, luckily, our uh, Patreon subscribers, uh, patreon.com slash watching the boxes, uh, they uh, they sent they subscribed to uh, make sure you could afford all the best care to bring you back to health. Oh yeah, my lap of luxury over here. I think when I got sick, we we lost like a Patreon subscriber. Like one Patreon subscriber left. He was like, "I'm done paying for this. I don't I don't want Mike to get healthier. Let's just see see if he goes goes the other way and stopped stopped subscribing." Well, Mike, you know they just wanted me to take over the podcast. It was a it was a coup, so mm. to speak. Might have been an inside job. I don't know if that subscriber, but that subscriber might have his name might have been Tyler W. Actually, now that I remember it correctly. Oh, no. It, I would have at least went with, like, Steve W. I mean, come on. Give me more well, credit than that. I'll give you a little credit. Uh, Steve W., uh, shout out to you for being a Patreon subscriber and joining uh, because you will get entry to the midseason. I totally blew my league, and now I need something to, to redeem myself with, and I guess it will be this listener league. That starts at the end of Jan or at the end of December, possibly the beginning of January, depending on how quickly this draft goes. Listener League, and that is the official name of the league, Tyler. Of the league, Tyler, is that in there too? Or was yeah, I'm not part? done with the title of the league. Even right now, I'm not done with the title. Listener League. This is still the title, Listener League. That's the name it. of the league. I love it. So hopefully Fantrax has a, an unlimited character, uh, no character limit for their titles. Listener League. That was it. That was the whole thing. Uh, Tyler, how excited are you about hitting the waiver wires? I know you always are. Um, I, I really liked your advice in the last episode. Uh, basically making the, the declaration, declaration, wow. Oof, someone's been drinking. Um that the season for our head-to-head listeners out there, the season's basically half over. We're approaching the halfway mark for a lot of uh, leagues, depending on when your playoffs start, uh, which is kind of like a second season. And if you are in the bottom of your leagues, like this is it. Like now's the time to make a move. And I, I really like that advice. Yeah, and and some people wait too long, and, and I think that's why it's important to say it now. Is some people want to wait till. You know, they're basically two-thirds of the way or maybe even three-quarters of the way through their regular season, and then they try to make a move, and it's too little too late at that point. Yeah, it feels like it feels early. The season 
the NBA season is still fairly young. We haven't got to, uh, you know, uh, what is considered opening day for the casual fans on, on Christmas day. And really like we haven't seen, you know, that, that, that second third and the, and then the third, third, you know, the, the basically the back half of the season where all sorts of players come out of the woodwork and all sorts of things change. But if you're going to wait for that, you're not going to make up the amount of games unless you're like, you know, like two games, three games back on the playoffs or whatever. Um, that means you're still in it. But if you are like looking like you're out of it, you're 15 games back or whatever. Uh, even if you get some, you know, eight and eight and ones, some nine and O's, some seven and twos, all the people above you are probably going to be getting like, you know, five and, you know, five and threes, four and fives. And it's, you're just not going to be able to catch up by the time the playoffs roll around. Yeah, so act now. Now's the time. Now's the time. And also, you're going to have to get probably a little lucky on the waiver wire. So let's go, as we always do, uh, check out who's hot on the waiver wire, who's getting picked up, who's getting dropped. Um, Some new names on on the waiver wire list. Usually it's just Shea, Gillers, Alexander. Um, I don't know if there's been a podcast where we haven't talked about Shea, Gillers, Alexander since – the preseason because that was your preseason uh pick for uh rookie that's out of everybody's radar to actually be relevant and and you and you nailed that one are you surprised i'm a little surprised i did i had a i had a much better year last year than i did this year um in um really just most of my leagues uh, it's just a you know a down year for me maybe it's the new job Maybe it was moving houses. Like maybe it was a little bit of that. I'm gonna find what I'm gonna find a good excuse, Tyler. Just wait. Um, when I when I don't end up winning our league, uh, I'm gonna have a really good excuse. So I'm gonna work on that over the Christmas break. <laughs> good luck to you. Yeah, I'm gonna spend I'm gonna spend a lot of time on that because I'm gonna need a good one. Uh, but I'm still gonna be. Uh, I'm not gonna be one of those guys. And and I, I would never think any of our listeners would be one of these people who doesn't finish out the year. Don't be one of those people. Don't be that guy. Don't do it. It's not cool. Um, and even though, you know, things aren't looking great, I'm, you know, I'm always going to finish out the league. Um, that's, I think that's very, very important to keep the, the integrity of the game going, the integrity of your league. And, you know, I'll still hit the waiver wires. I'll still pick up guys. I'll still look for, for good deals. I'll still try to trade. And uh, the, the waiver wire this week is actually, I, I think, kind of interesting. Um, there is a mad rush for a name that I don't think I would ever thought I would see back in fantasy basketball relevancy. Um, and that's right. I'm going to start this podcast out. And hopefully this is the last time or the only time that I start a podcast out with Matthew Delavadova. Delhi, the, the the only eleven percent owned in Yahoo leagues, is starting to is playing mid twenties minutes, getting decent assists and hitting some threes, playing fairly well, and a lot of people are going to running out there and picking him up. Uh, Tyler, is this the resurgence of Matthew Delladova on literally the worst team in the NBA? Well, we talked about this all the way back in the preseason, right, that they needed someone who could handle the ball. And, you know, we've seen Matthew Delvadova be a capable ball handler in the past. So, 
I mean, the, the thought's not that crazy. The minutes are a little crazy. I mean, he's literally playing 21 minutes a game, um, which is not really something you want to own, especially in a standard league. But, I mean, what, what's making Matthew Dellavedova any better than J.J. Barea, who's only owned in 16% of standard leagues? Like, Yeah, uh, it's, the, uh, it's that uh, Cleveland – maybe a lot of people went and bought a shoe and they got, like, stock – and in, in, in how good he gets, you know, he's like, oh, man, are those the new delis? And it's like, yeah, bro, he's playing 22 minutes on the Cavs now. It's like, wow, that that makes you cooler somehow. Maybe that's what's going on. Do you think that's you think that's why people are picking up, up Tyler? Do you think I'm onto this? No, I mean, I think we just – he was in that trade, and people get really amped up about trades, even if there's not really a ton of fantasy value, right? They just want to pick someone up. Yeah, and I, I, I would, you know, I'll stream Deladova. Like he's, if you're in a kind of a bigger league, he probably is available to stream, and it is good to see that he's ha- has a good run of play here. Uh, if you're looking for somebody on the waiver wire, but uh, we did talk about JJ Bray in the last episode, and a uh, highly underrated player, uh, a much better, even just stream, a much better stream uh, than Deladova for sure by a well, lot. Here's another way to think about it. So in the games he's played with Cleveland, he's got taken seven field goal attempts, seven field goal attempts, eight field goal attempts, and nine field goal attempts. He's only scoring double-digit points because he's hitting 51% of those field goal attempts. Um, and that's probably not going to sustain, especially considering we've seen Delavadova pretty much never do that. So um, you're looking at a guy who's scoring like eight points a game, if that. You know, yeah. so... I mean, basically, you're picking him up because maybe he can get three or four assists and like 0.7 steals. Like, that's just not sounded very good. No, that's not great. Not great at all. Um, and that those numbers even will fall off pretty quickly, just like they did for uh, DeAnthony Melton uh, on the Phoenix Suns. Uh, those minutes are down a little bit. He's struggling a bit. He's still getting some decent steals for you out there if you are uh, streaming uh, DeAnthony Milton. But uh, both, I think, me and you, Tyler, were saying, yeah, cool, that's that's nice that uh, he's playing uh, starters minutes and he's getting some assists. And it seems like he's got some value right now, but that can disappear at any time. And it, it already did. It's already gone. Yeah, and I mean, I, I think a lot of these guys are – a similar boat, you know, it's just these teams that are not really competing or contending, they're going to switch things up quite frequently. They're going to get a look at a player and then maybe decide that player is really not what they want. Um, And that's what makes fantasy fun is, you know, the values of some guys are always changing. And then we have super, super consistent guys who they're pretty much, we know what they are. Yeah. Um, And we always say this, you know, everything reverts back to the mean. That's why we do uh, pretty much trust. And even when we uh, think the, the, the Matt Roberts projections are, are way off, he's often not off by very, very much. Wait, did you get a new set of projections by some guy I've not heard of? Uh, oh, I did. It's Mark Roberts. Oh, my God. Mark Roberts is never going to come on the show now. Dude, well, Matt Roberts might. Yeah, if Matt Roberts, you're listening, we, we would welcome you on the show. Uh, but Mark, 
is not gonna is not gonna, i don't think he listens to the show anyway but he might actually i think he might every once in a while so uh shout out to mark roberts um who has the best projections of the game for sure i want and everyone to tweet at mark don't F. Do roberts it. and tell him that mike thinks his name is matt roberts do not do it it's been a long week it's been a long day might have had a drink or two today um so do don't do that if you're if you're a cool listener if you're one of those listeners who are always talking shit on twitter um you can do that if you're one of those people you can do that it's fine i'm cool with that um but no we always say the projections um we might have some disagreements but they're based on previous um you know utilization and previous performances and they're weighted you know heavily on just what's normally expected and often that is what you get there are very few outliers who end up being a out of nowhere oladipo and at this period of the um season you're not going to find someone on the waiver wire uh unless it's a kind of a freak couple weeks or a freak month even like it's definitely happened before but chances are you're not going to find someone on the waiver wire who is going to suddenly be a top 30 player it's over. Like the, those players, most of them have been drafted. The ones that got missed are already picked up. Um, yeah, and the only way they're going to come about now is basically through injury, right? Like if we see a certain player get injured, um, someone might bubble up. But I don't know that we could say top 30, but probably top 50 value of, you know. But it, it's going to have to be a superstar who gets injured. And likely the player who takes the big jump is someone already owned. Um, yeah, or borderline owned, so it, it would be someone who's already being streamed. Um, and I think you've seen actually uh, this uh, this guy not a um, don't think he's going to take the leap this year. Just uh, just a just just pretty sure he's not going to take the leap this year. Uh, Jeff Green taking advantage of the Otto Porter injury and the uh, Kelly Oubre trade, uh, along with like uh, you know uh, hardly anybody playing on this team right now. Um, to play heavy minutes, and what Jeff Green plays heavy minutes, he's like a, he's like a, a you know, a, a a hobbled man's Harrison Barnes. He's uh, that's, that's sad. That's just I yeah. I can't come back from it. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty accurate. And um, right now we're streaming. He's being picked up in a ton of leagues, but um. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna recommend. I'm not gonna recommend uh, holding him. It's just that uh, probably good. You know, Washington's gonna play some games, so you know, good week to have him. Uh, keep him around, and you'll probably get some good games out of him with all those injuries, and then you'll probably have to let him go. Yeah, and here's the the other thing about him is, you know, one of the values he's given you a little bit this year is three pointers, and he's shooting 39% from three, and he's a career 33% from. Three and the last three years, he's actually been next four years. He's actually been significantly worse than even thirty three percent. So to think that he's going to keep shooting thirty nine percent is probably not going to happen. Which actually drops his threes down below one a game, and that basically takes away a lot more of his value. And he didn't have that much to begin with. So yeah, I mean Jeff Green, if you want to stream him, okay. But yeah, I don't even know that I really like to stream him in the sense that. What category is he really helping you in a ton? Like nothing. No. I mean, if, you know, points is, hey, points are points. And uh, sometimes you need those. But everything else, meh. Meh. Pretty boring. 
Um, breaking news. Austin Rivers is going to be waived from the Suns. So I think we were uh, – I was high on Kelly Oubre being the the pickup from that trade, um, still giving a good stare down at Trevor Ariza. Uh, but we did consider maybe Austin Rivers uh, going to Phoenix. Like they need someone who's a point guard. Austin Rivers is not really a point guard, but, uh, yeah, he's getting waived. Uh, whole, do you think he even, like, got out to Phoenix before they waived him? Yeah, probably not. Um, chances he ends up on the Clippers. Ooh, uh, what is what is uh, higher than two hundred percent, two hundred one percent? Yeah, so I mean, you got to think that he lands on his feet. Yeah, I think he'll be fine, considering all things considered. Uh, so yeah, I guess if you were hoping Austin Rivers was the the pick, you should listen. To me, and with, with Kelly Oubre, um, who still might be someone you end up dropping uh, once they uh, put him in the rotation and he doesn't get much of the rotation. But if he does get a, a decent amount of the rotation, doesn't have to share minutes, but he is going to have to share minutes. So um, he, he could still, re- at the very least, retain value, uh, where he was kind of like a borderline benchable player. wonder what Matt Roberts thinks about that. Yeah, tweet, tweet at me, Matt. Let me know. want to know. Um this guy, man, I think we talk about this player in every one of these episodes. Uh, Emmanuel Moutier, once again, on a hot streak, scoring. Dude, we talk about him because he's your favorite player ever, I think. I am intrigued by him. Like, I own him in a handful of leagues. He's, he's rostered on those teams uh, because my point guards are not that great. And uh, he, he, he shows up. He gets some steals. He's getting some good assists, decent rebounds. Uh, I'm kind of willing to keep this guy around on my bench at this point. Like, I, I get it. He's probably going to fall off. But I'm willing to keep him around. Like, he's 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 sticking around. I'm going to give him props. Well, anyone playing 32 minutes a game is somewhat worth owning. And, you know, he's scoring a ton on this Knicks team that desperately needs some scoring. He's assisting. He's getting you enough rebounds. He's getting you some threes. Um my worry is he's finally shooting fairly well, and we've never really seen him shoot the ball well. So if that drops off to his career 38%, um, things are going to go down in a hurry. But for right now, it's looking all right. Yeah, that's always the knock, and I think you're going to see that happen. It's going to revert to the mean like we always think things do. But um I don't know, like this hot streak, he, he's young enough to make a little bit of a leap. I, I think that's an aggressive leap when it comes to um, field goal percentage, but he's getting to the uh, rim a little bit more. And, you know, the Knicks suck. Like, the, they're really bad. So uh, there's, I just think there's no reason to, to not own someone who is playing starters minutes in a point guard role unless you're on the Phoenix Suns. Turns out. Well, and not only stars mints, he's playing 32. You know, it's not like he's playing 28. Um, over the last month, he's playing like 32 minutes a game, which is definitely worth owning. Um, if you can pick him up off the waiver wire, sure, I would definitely own him. If you actually have to trade for him, though, like, this is the, maybe the type of guy you buy into if you are down in your standings and you need some help. But I don't know that I'm really willing to give up anything for him in the sense that I really didn't believe in him that much to begin with to start the season. So 
if he went back to being nothing and the Knicks changed their rotation and started playing, I don't know, Alonzo Trier more or, you know what I mean? They just bumped him out and played kind of Frank Nilakino or they played Tim Hardaway Jr. or Trey Burke or, you know what I mean? They just gave the minutes to other guys. I wouldn't be super, super surprised. Yeah, the upside is solid, but not solid enough to give up a real asset for because uh, the falloff is uh, pretty drastic. He could be legitimately unrosterable in a standard league come February, hell come January, you know, like the volatility we've seen, we've seen it there though. This is, has been, this has probably been the most opportunity he has gotten to play and to get better. And he has, so like, that's super promising. So, well, uh, yeah. And then here's one thing I'll just say quick. Um, He played 22 minutes a game for the month of November. And then he played 31.6 in the month of December. So yeah. we've seen it, right? We've seen it on this very team where he didn't really get that many minutes over a good stretch of games. That is very true. Uh, let's talk about a few more guys out there who are either getting picked up. But I also want to want to throw in a, a new segment here in a little bit. But I, uh, I like the idea uh, of not just looking at guys on the waiver wire, but guys who are getting um, kind of like – either playing maybe not playing above their means but is uh because that would be more of like a like a a sell high type of guy but uh players that are playing well for kind of a an extended amount of time and trying to understand if that is a real that's if that's a real jump or are we just seeing kind of like a, a a mini streak from from that player and uh, one of those guys is De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox is having a great year. Uh, De'Aaron Fox has been actually really, really killing it lately. Um, kind of getting into that uh, mini, almost like a mini John Wall-esque type of, um, of, pl- of, a, of a play mode right now. His rebounds aren't there, right? His rebounds aren't there, but he's getting half a block a game this season. From your point guard position, seven assists and hitting a three, like over a three a game. Uh, and he's been doing that for pretty much most of the season. And it looks like he's kind of turning it on. Do you think, do you think De'Aaron Fox is t- kind of t- is taking that next step? So first off, I'd like to laugh at you for making fun of me in the preseason when I said I'd pick De'Aaron Fox. And you were like, ha, 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 no. I didn't have a good laugh. I do remember that. Um, so that's working out well and even a lot better than I expected. Thought you're on. You're on this year, Tyler. So things even I couldn't expect, suspect, respect. Um, mm-hmm. He's shooting thirty nine point six percent on three pointers, and if you follow De'Aaron Fox even back to when he was drafted, right, the whole knock was he really wasn't much of a three point shooter, and he shot thirty point seven percent last year. Um, so that's probably not real. Whoa. Is that the gong? Is that the emergency gong? That's the holy crap gong. I'm not sure what that was actually, but uh, it's the deer uh, and fox gong in the night. We'll, we'll play. We'll play through it. Um, so what? What you could expect though is he's getting more minutes, and some of these shooting percentages just really aren't sustainable. But he's playing great right now. Um, so it, it, is the question like what? What value is he going to have going forward? Like. Yeah, is is the value of so right now? Let me just let's do the calculations, right? In a nine cat, 
across the board, Roto League, he is currently, per game, 67th. Is he better than that? Well, he's never going to be super great in Roto because he's not a very good free throw percentage shooter at all. So that's always going to hurt his value um, in Roto Leagues. Is he better than that? No, we've seen the best basketball De'Aaron Fox is going to play this season. I believe. I I mean, I I am actually going to disagree. I I think – um, he has gotten better as the season went. Like, like you've said, he's getting better as the season went on. If you, but punt- I don't know why he wouldn't be able to sustain a uh, a little bit higher level. So this might be, you might be right, is that he's probably played the best basketball of this season. But I don't think he's going to revert back to what he started this season with. I think whatever that bell curve is, he ends up at the on the on the good end of that bell curve. Uh, no. So here's here's kind of oh, where I was going. With the you. fat no. You punt turnovers. He's the 37th ranked player. That's nice. In in fantasy so far this year. Um, So most people were projecting him around, you know, somewhere in that 100 range, I think. Um, I I think he's probably a top 60 player, but probably not a top 40 player. Okay. Uh, That's fair. I think he will sustain a higher level of play uh, as the season goes on and not revert back to what he did last year and be, and, and, but probably not sustain what he's doing right this second, which is playing the best basketball. Um, but I, I mean, I like him. I, I think this could be a guy who, I mean, see the owner knows he's good. So like, it's going to be hard to trade for him. And you might be able to see, be like, all right, what are those, this is kind of like a weird advice. Like, this is a buy high situation, perhaps, because the owner thinks he's getting, he's got to make a concession. Like, all right, De'Aaron Fox is playing really well, but, you know, I don't think he's, you know, he's going to revert back to the mean. He's not going to be that good. Uh, I'm going to get a decent piece back for him. Here's, here's, give up a decent piece and you get a better piece. So, especially for Roto Leagues, here's where the Fox is in trouble. Yes. Okay. So, name me the best finisher at the rim in the NBA, Mike. The best finisher at the rim in the NBA, not LeBron James. Maybe LeBron James. Um, probably not Westbrook. He takes too many shots. Okay, it could be Lowry marketing, but I doubt it. Um, ooh, who could it be? Devin Booker. Okay, that's that's who you want to go with. Yeah. Okay, cool. Give me about one second. Okay, Devin Booker so De- might be last. So Devin Booker at the rim, okay, has shot a career sixty percent from zero to three feet. Oh, okay, not bad. Okay, so you want to guess what De'Aaron Fox is shooting from zero to – now, I will say this. He shot 64.7% as a rookie. You want to guess what he's shooting this season? Mm, 74. 73%. The man I was going to go with was LeBron James, who's a career 73.3% shooter. Wow. So is De'Aaron Fox LeBron James at finishing at the rim? The answer to that question is probably no. 
he, he's the LeBron James of finishing at the rim uh, so, right now. So two more crazy uh, percentage. I don't think that's. I don't think that's that crazy. Like it's pretty. It's crazy. It's unlikely. I don't think it's that crazy. Um. So I was trying to find this, and I have yet been able to find it because I don't think Basketball Reference offers it. Um. But it, they might hold on. Let me check this one real quick. Um. I was trying to find if that was the best from a guard. I couldn't quite narrow that down. What about Derrick Rose's MVP season? Who's finishing around the rim real well that year? Um, what year was that? Oh, I have I have no idea. Uh, quite a while ago. Uh, my glory, my glory years. The last year that I had uh, like uh, any happiness in my life, it was that year. That that was uh, the year. 2010, 2011. That year was super dark. And in 2010, 2011, Derrick Rose finished from zero to three feet at 61.1%. Wow. That's lower than I thought it would be. Hmm. Um, so two other percentages, uh, 10 to 16 feet, which is basically mid-range jumpers. The Fox is shooting 50.9% for the season. And we already mentioned the 39.6% on three-pointers. He's not a 40% three-point shooter. He's not that good in the mid-range. And he's not that good at fishing at the rim. Um he probably finishes somewhere around 45, 44, 45% uh, shooting from the field, which is going to boost that number down. Um, the assists are even a little bit high, but I think he might be able to keep those up. Um, he's got a lot ball in his hands a lot more in Sacramento this year, which is good. Uh, Sacramento is a fun team to watch. I'm not really trying to hate on him. I'm just thinking if I own De'Aaron Fox, um, if someone's still valuing and you, you nailed it around in the head, if someone's still valuing it as draft day price, I think you buy high. If someone's valuing him at this new level as a top 40 player, I think you sell high. I mean, yeah. it's all in what, what the market bears. I think that's a good read of the market, and that is really good advice, uh, what you should do in, the, in this situation. Another player who is playing very well, who um, – actually, this guy started out the year pretty poorly, very, pretty disappointing, is having a very good last few weeks, though – a little bit of that might have been due to another player on his team being out. Uh, Miles Turner has kind of turned it around, um, is one of the premier block players in the league, so that is why he's worth rostering, but has started to pick up his scoring and his rebounding over really the last month, which has been very uh, promising. This is kind of the, the, the Miles Turner that people thought they were getting into a couple years ago when uh, he had uh, a, a very good year and people thought he would kind of break out. He was uh, off and on with injuries, had that really bad concussion at the, like the first game of the season last year. And um, the dude's only 22 years old, which is kind of crazy. I feel like I've been talking about Miles Turner for a lot longer. Uh, he should be, I feel like he should be like almost 30 at this point. But is this run of play, is this who Miles Turner actually is this season? Or is he probably a 12.6 rebound type of player? Uh, probably somewhere in the middle. Okay. I'm being honest. I mean, I think he got a little bit of usage boost with Victor Oladipo out. So I think that helped his value some. But I think last year and we mentioned this quite a bit it was kind of a throwaway year and a lot of it was he just didn't play that many minutes and he's still not really playing that many minutes per game this year um the whole demonte sabonis thing is kind of cutting both players values 
Um, if Turner plays 32 minutes a game, he's going to be really, really valuable for fantasy. In 28 minutes, he's still valuable for fantasy, but he's not the player that everyone wants to make him out to be. And a lot of that has to do with just DeMontis Sabonis and him basically both only being centers and splitting those center minutes. Um, I don't really see that changing that much. So with Victor Oladipo back in the fray, if Oladipo stays healthy, you know, he's probably that 12.6 assist guy, especially if he's only going to play 28 minutes. Um, you got to think Sabonis maybe misses a couple games, though. Maybe Oladipo misses a couple more, and he can boost that up a little bit in those games. Um, I'd honestly try to sell high on Turner after this hot run of play, just in the sense that I don't think that he's ever going to get the minutes he needs to be the player he gets valued at for fantasy. Yeah, this is like um, you always got to feel it out. And like a really good rule of thumb that we've always pushed this throughout the season is if this is the best Miles Turner, like anyone you own or or roster, if this is the best that you think they're going to be this year, chances are that is not who they're going to be the entire season. Um, If you're like, wow, this is as like the top is what I thought that this person could do. Chances are you're in a, this is a sell high situation and miles Turner. I'd say definitely a, a sell high situation, though, not a desperate sell high situation, uh, just a, a, a sell high situation. He's kind of been a weird, um, I think a weird space because uh, a lot, there's plenty of centers out there, but miles Turner is a decent percentage center who is getting elite blocks and will probably continue to get elite blocks this season. So his value is actually, I think, a little bit higher than his, I guess, his original street value gave him credit for because he he probably does fit a a nice spot in your roster getting you those, you know, almost three blocks a game. Oh, that's spot on. I mean, obviously. So it might be kind of hard to get perfect value back for him, but... Uh, a great time to sell high. Uh, and there, and this, this is the last guy I wanted to talk about who's playing really well. And this is really, this has been sustaining much, much longer than I thought it would be. Um, I'm really, really surprised by this. Um, this is a, a a character, a real a real character on the court. It's been ejected two times this year. Uh, TJ Warren is having a phenomenal fantasy year um especially for all you nine cat roto cats out there uh you know because turnovers are part of the game if you're playing in a a real roto league um and tj warren is shooting an incredible percentage uh much higher than he usually does in both free throw and field goal Uh, almost a block a game almost a steal a game two three-pointers a game, and lately he has been uh, breaking that two three-pointer game mark and almost scoring about around 20 points a game. So, you know, plenty of opportunity for T.J. Warren on the Phoenix Suns considering they have no idea what they're doing there other than they know they're probably going to play T.J. Warren tonight. So uh, with the Phoenix Suns situation and this T.J. Warren run of play, T.J. Warren only being 25 years old, you know, is is this sustainable? You know, he's a top 30 nine cap per game player right now. Yeah, so we've seen Warren do actually something relatively similar to this, and you mentioned that the big difference is last season. 
Um, as far as the very recent run of play, that was all with Devin Booker out, so that's probably not going to sustain because you know if anyone's going to take the most shots on the Phoenix Suns this year, I'm going to back Devin Booker over anybody. Um, so that boosted his usage and his value a little bit was just having Booker out. But, I mean, it's important to remember, he scored 19.6 points a game last season in 33 minutes a night. Um, so the things about TJ Warren that you don't love, uh, his career high in games is 66. And this is his fifth season, so you don't love that, right? He's been hurt basically every year. Yeah. The three-pointers, he's basically never taken that many, and it's all because he couldn't really make them. So to consider him a 44% shooter or one of the best three-point shooters in the league now is probably pretty unsustainable. Well, it's a, it's incredible that he's making him at that clip. And, you know, he's never made – like I think one season he's he he made a half a three pointer a game, and now he's making over two a game. Yeah, and then the, the also then the next thing is you know he's a career seventy six percent shooter from the free throw line, and now he's shooting eighty five percent. So there's a lot of things here that are just kind of unsustainable for TJ Warren. And you mentioned it; um, they picked up Kelly Oubre, who's gonna play the same position. I mean, he's kind of a combo forward. TJ Warren's kind of a combo forward. So that's probably only going to cut into his minutes. And so, yeah, I think now is a good time to sell TJ Warren high if you can. I would agree. Um, though, I mean, I'm I'm really surprised. Like 25 games is a lot of games to keep something like this going. And it's not like he got had a hot, hot start and got worse, and then he just happens to be a top 30 player still, you know? Like, he doesn't have Kyle Lowry syndrome, where he starts off the season as a top five player and ends the uh, second half of the season, he's like a a bottom, you know, around the 40-50 mark, and ends up being like, you know, a top 25 player. And you're like, oh, Kyle Lowry, pretty good season. So, well, no, he had a good half a season. Um, TJ Warren started out really like a well above average and has gotten better which is very, just just very rare, very strange. So, I, you know, I don't know what to make of it, but, like, statistics show, and the the mantra that we, we, we stick by here um, with uh, with Maddie Roberts out there is that this is going to revert back to the mean. Yeah, and, and, I mean, there's not much else to say other than that, right? It's just uh, there's not much explaining how he's shooting the way he's shooting other than to say that it's probably not going to sustain Yes. Um, I think, I mean, that is all the players I had in my list of, because I want to kind of switch it up a little bit. We do talk about the waiver wire players, but we always end up talking about Emmanuel Moutier um, and uh, Bam Adebayo and the same kind of group of players. Uh, but So I wanted to throw this little wrench in here and be like, you know, there's some hot guys out there. Are they, how hot are they? How hard are these guys? We'll call it. I think that's a good name for the segment. How hot are these guys? And then Tyler I, will tell you how hot that he, he thinks they are. I thought it was just going to be the the Maddie Roberts list. The Maddie Roberts sponsored. How hot are these dudes? Sponsored by Matt Roberts. I like that. That has a good ring to it. Um, but the, Tyler, did you have any other players that you that you've been just keeping an eye on this week? Uh no, not really. Um... There's always people to talk about, but I don't really have anyone on the top of my head. Well, you've done a lot of writing about these guys, and uh, you have a great, uh, as always, weekly 
article up on hashtag basketball.com. Uh, where else can we find some of your work, Tyler? Um, so you can find my work uh, at Fantasy Pros, um, which that will be a little bit uh, more frequently coming up here in the month of January. And you can find my work at hashtag basketball. I obviously got that weekly schedule primer coming up, and that's pretty much it for fantasy stuff. And then um, you can find any kind of Dallas Mavericks content you want from me at the Smoking Cuban. That is uh, a lot of writing, too much writing for my blood. Uh, I like to keep my my articles around 140 characters on Twitter at Watch the Boxes. Tyler is at Tyler P. Watts. And Mark, like Mark Gasol, M-A-R-C-F Roberts, at Mark Roberts, um, Mark F. Roberts on Twitter, if you want to tweet at him about how I butchered his name, but also give him props for the best projections in the game. And if you really want to support the show, rate, review us. That really, really helps. Whatever... Uh, application you're listening to this show on that always helps us tell a friend, tell somebody in your league. Um, but if you do tell somebody in your league and you still want to have that advantage over them, you can join our Patreon, patreon.com slash watching the boxes. You will get early access to the waiver wire and buy low, sell high podcasts. So you will still have that extra edge. And also if you want to join that mid season league, uh, is um, I mean, I don't know if we have any. We have a, like one, maybe one more position left. I think we have one more because uh, we did have a few people join in already. Shout out to them. Um, go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes. If you join in the next few days um, before before Christmas, we'll get you in. How about that? A nice say, Christmas gift for the listeners. Uh, the, yeah, the plan is basically to cut it off right around uh, Christmas Day. So. Um, if you if you can't get in there by by Christmas Day, you're probably out. Yeah. If you uh, listen, if you're waiting to the last minute to go Christmas shopping, you are gonna miss out on the the hot deals. And if you wait to the last minute for this, you're gonna miss out on getting in this league. That's how this works. That's how the Christmas season works. It is cutthroat. It is it is all about competition, and uh, the, the, that's the true meaning of Christmas is cutthroat competition. And so if that's what you want, get into this league early by going to patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Follow us on Twitter. Let us know how you like the show. Let us know what you want to hear. Let us know if you like the hot guy segment. And uh, we'll bring you more hot guys next time. Have a good night, everybody.